It's time again for The Insiders with Chuck Kuala and Scott Jensen, sponsored by the Wisconsin Counties Association and Michael Best Strategies. Hi, I'm Chuck Kuala, former Senate Majority Leader. And I'm Scott Jensen, former Assembly Speaker. And we're the insiders. So Scott, at the national level, first significant gun legislation in 30 years, one of the big pieces is red flag laws, encouraging the uh, legislatures across the country to adopt red flag laws. We don't have it in Wisconsin. We have uh, what looks like looks to be a Republican legislature. How are, how are those ideas going to fare in the Wisconsin legislature? Well, we kind of have a weak T version, actually, of a red flag law already here in Wisconsin. Um, right now in this state, uh, if someone uh, has, a, is, has a mental health commitment uh, ordered by a court or they have a, a restraining order on someone ordered by a court, they can uh, take your firearms. Um, and that's what we have right now. These red flag laws in other states, though, allow the family members or uh, caretakers or neighbors uh, to call the local police and say, this person is threatening people. I'm worried about them threatening themselves. Um, they're irrational. Uh, and the police can come and for a short period of time, uh, up to a year in some states, take someone's uh, weapons away from them without a court proceeding. Um, I think it's just unlikely in Wisconsin that the legislature is going to allow um, someone's constitutional rights to be taken away uh, by a phone call to the local police department rather than a court order. Um, I think that's just the way it, it is. Uh, people value that right uh, in the legislature um, so substantially that they wouldn't make it that easy for people to do that. I will say this, though, um, it is very popular. Um, and even among Republicans, if you ask in a poll, most people say, well, yes, I would like to make it easy for a, a law enforcement official to take weapons away from someone who might be uh, threatening somebody else or might be har uh, threatening harm to themselves. Um, but of course, they're thinking that, that no one would ever call about them. Uh, this, no, no one would ever you know, try to prank them or do anything like that with their call. It would only be done in, in uh, I guess, the most uh, appropriate of circumstances. But um, I just think it's unlikely that they're going to let, let anyone's constitutional rights be surrendered um, by a phone call to law enforcement versus an actual court hearing. It's interesting that you mentioned that even, you know, if you polled Republicans, they would say they agree. We're certainly seeing across the country a, a much greater amount of gun violence, uh, just even in the last few years uh, since the pandemic. You know, given that there is so much of this, and we have seen situations in Wisconsin where um, disgruntled lovers, whether married or not, have taken action against their loved ones. And we have had situations where people have complained about this and no action has been taken. Yeah. Do you think that there comes a point, I realize that the gun lobby has an enormous influence on this too. And there's a certain base of, I think the unspoken words here that, that Republicans are, are loath to speak about is that there is a reason that they so strongly sit in, in the corner every time with the gun lobby. And that is because there is a group of voters that, uh, and, and it may be very small, but it's, you know, it's probably a 10% of the voters who will vote this issue and this issue alone, as long as you say, I'm never going to do anything, versus all of the other people in the society who may have strong feelings, but don't vote this one issue. They're going and look at the economy or look at what happened with Roe versus Wade or something else. But, and they take a variety of issues into, into account. 
Do you think, though, Scott, is there any chance that this becomes a, a bigger issue or that there's, you know, there becomes with more violence just a continual focus on this, that that might change the political dynamics where Republicans might feel any responsibility to do this? You know, because I don't, frankly, I think see that's unlikely, Chuck. I mean, right here, right here in Brookfield, where I live, we had a situation where an individual had a restraining order on them. He wasn't from Brookfield, but his wife's place of work was. He came and shot a number of people right in a very high traffic area across the street from the largest mall in the area. Um, and unfortunately, people were killed and people were injured. Um, and there actually was a restraining order on the individual. He was just able to get a gun from somebody else. So I think there are two reasons that Republicans and legislature will be reluctant to do it. One, I think they believe it won't likely work that people who are uh, want to harm somebody will find a weapon somehow to conduct that harm. And they're also worried about the false positives of someone like uh, a husband and wife are fighting. She knows the thing he cares most about in life is deer hunting and she's gonna call the cops and have him take his hunting rifle away. And people will respond to anecdotes like that going, yeah, I could see that happening. So uh, between the belief that it's not effective or that it might happen to me and I'm a law abiding person, I think that you're just reluctant to go any further without an actual court review before taking away someone's constitutional right. I think, you know, I think that if we saw in other states, and as Scott pointed out, we do have these red flag laws in other states, and it does not seem that that's happening very much because the police are discerning as to whether or not this is motivated for some other reason, and it is up to their discretion whether or not to do it. I wonder if this isn't going to change. We continue to have the violence that we're having around our country. What's amazing to me is that it's unique to our country. And as I often tell, just to, to give you the other side as a Democrat, I often tell my Democratic colleagues, I say, you know, really the guns are the symptom. The problem is deeper than that. But it's, it's a very deep thing in the United States and it's something we have to address. Why? Why are we the only country in the world, even including our neighbor Canada, which looks so much like us and acts so much like us in so many ways, why are we the ones where gun violence is so dominant? And what do we need to do to change how we're operating to stop it? Because the gun violence, you know, it's, it's, it's now this leading cause of death for kids. That's, that's outrageous. And somehow we have to address it. I'm not saying red flag laws are the answer. In fact, I think that nationally they took some very weak tea here and it's remarkable that this is all they could do. But we need to address this issue. And if we fail to do it, and certainly to address the underlying problems associated with it, we've got hell to pay. And, and every time we see a Uvalde, each of us has to look inward and say, what can we do? How can we change this? Because something is not working. All right. I'm sure we'll be talking about this issue again uh, in, in the years to come, unfortunately. Sad, sadly so. See you next week. You've been listening to The Insiders with Chuck Kuala and Scott Jensen, sponsored by the Wisconsin Counties Association and Michael Best Strategies.